Agitavach, today's Dav is Dafnon Gimel, page 53, in the Hei Meseches Gitten. And we pick up at the bottom of Nun Beis, I'm going to go up to the bottom of the Mishnah. Uh, five lines from the bottom of the page. Okay, fascinating Daf ahead of us. It's going to focus primarily on damage that is not noticeable, but certainly and clearly had an impact. How so? So let's say I do something by damaging. Now damage means I lower its value. Something was worth something, now it's worth different, different value, a lower value. Because something I did. If that impact is not noticeable in anything besides for the value, am I chayuf? That's going to be, we're going to go through various situations of that. What's called a hezek, a damage, which is not nicker, it's not recognizable. Okay? Now, in the ways of getting into that sugya, that topic, our Mishnah states the following. Hametame. If somebody makes produce tame. Now, Produce that's tahar, anybody could eat. Produce that's tameh could be a problem. Certainly if it's truma. Because tameh truma can't be eaten. Tameh produce can only be eaten by tameh people. So you did something, you impacted it by making it tameh. Vahamadameh, or you mix truma into regular food. Now if you mix truma regular food, guess what? That whole mixture can only be eaten by a kohen. So I'm limiting who can eat it now. I've got a more limited consumer base. Who's going to pay for it? So the value goes down. A person who makes somebody else's wine into yayinesach. If you did it by mistake, putter. You're not obligated to pay. But if you did it on purpose, you're going to be obligated. In all these cases. We learn if somebody, Ruvain, makes Shimon's wine into yayinesach. It means you mamish used it for avaydazara. That's what we say. You're fine. Shmuel says, "You know what you mean? You made it in the yayinesach. Not that you mamish used it for avodah but it means is you mixed yayinesach into regular wine." Now says the Gemara like this: What's wrong with it being menasech? What's wrong with saying you made it in the yayinesach? See, here's the problem. You ready? If you use wine and pour it for avodah what's going to happen to you? Chayv misa. So he says, Menasech, you're chayiv misa. Menasech, kimle bedramine, you're chayiv misa, not going to be obligated to pay. The idach, the other opinion is, kid rabirmia, dam rabirmia, misha sagbo hadakani, mischayiv enafshay layavi adsharat nisach. There's no kimle bedramine where we say, again, what's kimle bedramine? If you're obligated in two things, if you shoot somebody and kill him, you're not obligated to pay for his shirt that you ripped. You don't have to pay his inheritors for the shirt. Why? Because you're chayiv misa for shooting him. Kimidamri, give you the harsher punishment. But says Rabirmia, over here we're dealing with first you lift up the, the wine, the jug of wine. From the time you lift it up, you know what happened? You're a ganav. If, right when you pick it up, you're a ganav. So you're chayab on the wine. Then you go ahead, use it for our dessert, then you're chayab misa. Kimlebidaramine, to only get one punishment is when it happens simultaneously. But if one happens after the other, let's say you steal from a guy and then you kill somebody, you still mechuyu them both. The estate has to cover both. And therefore says Rabirmia, the case is going to be where he first picked it up, stole it, he's obligated, and then he became Chayyim Misha. The Madam Ramanasek says that you mamish made it into 
uh, something that's used for Abu Dazara, my time what's wrong with mixing it in? What's wrong with that reasoning of, of damage? Why what, what, what does he find wrong with that? Allah is gonna say to you, when you mix it together, top of today's daf, Hainu Midame, the same as mixing chuma together with chulin, therefore there's no added khidish. Vidakh another man diamar. He says the case of the Mishnah of mixing, mixing Yayin Nesach with regular wine is a knas, it's a fine, and you can't make, you can't learn out anything else from wine, and hence I'm going to have to use both cases. You need to give two cases of fine. Now fine is very logical why you cannot learn out any case from a fine, because fine is not a, uh, a logical reality. What's a fine? I'm driving down the highway, I take a candy wrapper, throw it out the window. Next thing I know, there's lights behind me. Cop pulls me over. He says, $350 fine. I did $350 fine for what? Throwing a candy wrapper out the window. Like, I did $350 in damage? What's, what's the problem? There's no svara other than it's a way to keep people away from doing something. See, if I damage somebody and I pay $350, that's a logical thing. But if something's the only betiras fine, you can't learn out any other situations because fine is every circumstance is unique, depending on how strong the Chacham felt the need to make it. And therefore he says, you know what? Even if you're going to tell me that the Yayin is the same as Madame, I would still need each one because it's, it's no added Chiddush, no novel idea, one to the other. Okay? But there is an opinion holds you could learn out Kras one to the other. Why would I need these, all these cases of the Mishnah? Yeah, you could learn out a knas from a knas. Tzricha, if you're only given, given the case where you make something tamay, I would say eat truma. If you're talking about truma become tamay, tamay, I would say mishum deka mafsed lalagamri. Anytime truma becomes tamay, nobody, nobody can eat it. Not a Yisrael, not a Kayan, gunisht. It's like, it's not kosher anymore. So that's where I would say that you are going to be chayav if you do b'mezid and potter if you do b'shagi. V'imitami mechum, when it comes to chulim, What'd you do? You did something usher. Okay, fine. When it comes to mixing truma, aim a lie. I would say you're not going to be chayev. You didn't completely ruin it. A regular Yisrael, you know, uh, somebody's allowed to eat it. And therefore, you would not be able to learn out that, that, uh, 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 that case from the first one. Okay, different levels of damage. Excuse me. And if the mission would have only given us the case where you mix truma into chulin, I would say Mishum de Shchiach. Because this isn't, Shchiach means common. It means an easy thing to do. It's an easy thing to do. All you got to do is, you don't like your friend. Yeah? So what do you do? You, you want to cause him a loss without being chayev. So you'll go, you'll take his Cheerios and you'll mix it in to his Truma Cheerios. And now, he, since he's Yisrael, he can't eat any of it. So Shchiach, it's an easy thing to do. But to make something tummy, which is uh, which is not common, emalai. I would say that there's no need to make a knas, right? Now, knas, each circumstance is unique, and therefore, I would say each circumstance is different, and therefore, I gotta have an adachid. That's why I gotta mention each one. I would say mishum like because no chiv, there's no involvement of kimlei b'deramine. Yeah, there's no all he's obligated is. Financially, when it comes to using something for Avodah Zara, the Kimlei Vidramide is going to be a Chiyav Misa, a more harsher punishment. A Malay, I would say you're not obligated to pay the money. And therefore, Kamashlon, the Mitzvah lets us know that even by Menasech, when you make something for Avodah Zara, you're going to be obligated for the wine, Kid Rabirma, because Rabirma is halacha. Now, what was Rabirma's halacha again? That even if I take somebody's wine and I pick it up and, and I pour it, from the moment I pick it up, I'm ready, Chayav. 
financially, and the Chi of Misa is only going to come later, hence, there's no din of Kimad Ramene over there. Says the Gemara, Ulaha, the Tani Abu and this that said in the name of Rabbi Avim Brishayna, they would say, Hametami, Vamanaseh, a person who's Metame, Chulun or Chumba, Vamanaseh, somebody makes Yaninaseh, Chazulaymar. Then they backed up and they said, Af even if somebody mixes Chuma, call Hani Lamali, why do I need all these cases of the Mishnah? I was able to because there's no harsher punishment. We're only dealing with financial matters. When it comes to Nisuch, where you're using something for Avaid Azar, the Kimlai Badurami, and I am a light, where there's a harsher punishment, I would say you're not chayb. There's a complete financial loss. When you make something tummy to like mafsin like the gamre, where it's not causing a complete financial loss, again, a malay, I would say you're not obligated, and therefore, tricha, I need those cases as well. Amar Chizkiya says, really, now look back at our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said that when are you obligated in these cases when you did a be mazid? Did be mazid. I purposely turned this wine into Ayanesach. I purposely made it tummy. If I did it b'shaygig, I'm not going to be obligated. This comes along Chizkiah. And Chizkiah says, Dvar Taira, Mida Raisa. Biblically. And now we're going to shift and get into the fascinating sugya That's going to take us for the rest of the daf. And onto tomorrow's daf. And that is, Biblically, Echad Shaygig If you create damage in any of these cases, you're chayv. Now this is interesting because that means the Rabbanim are coming along and being lenient on Shaykh. My time away. Hezek Shane Nikr Shmei Hezek. Biblically, Hezek that's not that is not Nikr is still called damage because you ruin financial value. I the food looks exactly the same. I know. But now that you made a truma, <laughs> it's got no value. Now that you made a tame, it's got no value. Nobody could eat it. So midaraisa, you should always pay. Echad shaygig, echad mezid. Umatam am b'shaygig pater. Why the chum lenient and they say b'shaygig pater? Kedeshi idea. Incredible svara. Listen to this. Is gavalt. Here's the problem. If you mistakenly mix something tamei into somebody else's thing that was tar. Okay? So, Midaraisa, you have to pay. If I'm obligated to pay, you know what I'm going to do? I may not even tell him. And he's going to end up eating tummy produce that he's not allowed to eat. So, Chum say, you know what? If it happened by mistake, we're going to say you're not obligated. Just tell the guy. We, we prefer the guy know, the owner prefers to know what's up and not get paid then take a risk of being, oblig- the guy would be obligated to pay, to pay me, but because of that, he may not even tell me in the first place. You hear the svara? Kedeshayayadiyay. We said, if you do Peshayi, you're going to be putter, so that the guy who did this, who made this mistake, will let the, call it the, the owner of the produce, he'll let him know. Says Gemara, Yachy, I feel mezanami. Even if you do it on purpose, you should be. Uh, we should say that he's he's not chayiv. This way, he'll tell him. Hashda the the azuki kamechavin. 
Says the Gemara, no, he did it on purpose, and therefore I do like modulay. Yeah, if he's doing it on purpose, uh, why else would he do it? Of course, he's going to tell him. He wants to get in the guy's face. If somebody's purposely messing up the other guy's truma. Yeah, why are you doing it in your face? That's why. If you don't even tell the guy, so what'd you do? Uh, he didn't even know I made him truma. Uh, yeah. So I'll let him know. There's no concern over there. Okay, says the Gemara. And according to Rabbi Echenon, who said, You never need to pay my time, oh, why not? He says, is not called damage, and therefore, really, one should never be chayev to pay, let's say, for mixing chulin into trum, or tohar into tameh. It's not a recognizable damage, so I shouldn't be obligated. One second, but we say if you did it on purpose, you are obligated. So why? What's the reason why they said that people shouldn't go and, and mess up their friend's produce and say, I'm going to be potter. Okay? People are going to say, you know, it's an easy way to help the guy, to, to get the guy back. Okay? So now, what we're going to do for the remainder of the daf is try to go through various cases in shots and try to prove whether or not damage, which is not noticeable, whether it's called damage, whether you're chayev or not. Okay, that's what we're going to try to figure out now. Now that we have machlekas, we're going to try to prove who's correct. Do we say hezek she'eno nikr, damage which is not recognizable? Is it shmei hezek? Is it called damage? Or lo shmei hezek? Or is it not called damage? Here we go. Tanan. There's a carbon that's not brought properly. The wrong intention, wrong place. The animal becomes piggle. Mezidin, it's not a kosher carbon anymore. If the coin did it on purpose, a Yisrael brings him a carbon, chatas, and the coin purposely messes it up. Chayovin. You have to pay back the Yid. Pay back the Yisrael. V'tani Allah, we learned about Allah. You know why you do this? For the benefit of the world. We can't have Kahana being mad at Yisraelim and therefore purposely messing them up and saying, oh, but I'm putter. V'yamrit has a shit nigga shmehezi for one second. If an unrecognizable damage is still called damage, we should say not when God, that, that when it's by mistake. Peturim. That's what it should have said. What does it say? You're never chayiv. Yeah? I'm sorry. Yeah, since the price doesn't say this, you could assume that Hezek She'enay Nikr, Lav Shmei Hezek, it's not called damage. So what does it say? Mezidin chayiv. If the Karim did it on purpose, then they're going to be chayiv. If they're going to be chayiv, it's going to be potter. They're going to be chayiv for the benefit of the world. Person who does malacha with the water of the paraduma or a paraduma or a, a paraduma itself. Now you're not allowed to work a paraduma. You're not allowed to make other usage of the of the water mixture of paraduma. So, but let's say I did it. So now I messed up everybody, especially the owner. You have the owner of a paraduma, and I go and I I work it. Potter, you're a grummer, you cause damage, 
your potter and the other mechayiv and shemayim. You want to clean your slate, you got to pay. It's still called damage. It's called damage. I should even have to pay in this world. The bezin should obligate me for working your paraduma. I, it's not recognizable. Doesn't matter. Unrecognizable damage. We said it's called damage. So he's the one who asked the challenging question. And he answered by saying, If you have a paraduma that's brought into the rivka, that's brought into the... Um, uh, uh, Revek is the uh, the corral. Almanas shetinik because you wanted to nurse v'todosh and you wanted to uh, take care of. You wanted to do dosh. You wanted to thresh your grain. Your grain mechatos. Um, if it's the mechatos sheshakal behem meshkoles or he weighed it against uh, water. Knows he wanted to know how much is in there. In these cases, he's not going to be chayav bidini adam. Bama Rabba and Rava says mechatos when it comes to the waters of the paraduma top of amud beis sheshakal behem meshkoles. Which, how did I do malacha with the, with the mixture of paradumas? You know what I did? I, I had a scale, right? Now, the, the way they had scales is, they had the, here, let me lower this over here. They had the scale, the, the middle scale, and then they had the, the weights on either side. So what I did is I took the ashes of the paraduma and the water mixture, and I put it on one side, and then I would, I, I knew that weighed five pounds, and then I filled it up until it balanced. Now I know I had five pounds of water on the other side. I said, Dimalacha, in order to help me, um, in order to help me weigh things out. I was shokal memishkales. Kshera, we said it's still going to be kosher. The ashes, this water mixture, water ash mixture of paraduma is still going to be kosher. And our Brisa had said, if you use the ashes the, uh, the, of the mixture of the paraduma, then um, you are, uh, it, it's ruining the whole thing. You're going to be chayef. Well, which one is it? Like Kasha, Habagufa and Habakonegda. Okay? The question is whether you're using the water itself or whether you're balancing it opposite the water. Now, there's two ways to measure things out. Here we go. Let me explain what this is. A little, uh, a little weight measuring before they invented these scales that we just stand on. All right? So here's, how, here's a couple ways to know how much. Either we did like we said, you have the center and then you have the sides and you balance them with each other. Now, if I do one side with the other, so then, if I do one side with the other, so then uh, I have my mechatas on one side and whatever I'm trying to sell, my oranges, to see how much weight it is on the other side, I'm not actually using the physical water. I'm just trying to use the weight of the mechatas. However, there's another way to weigh things, see how much it is, and that is, if I have 12 ounces of mechatas in a cup, and I want to know how much something else is. Here's what I could do. I could take, I want to know how many ounces this egg is. So I have a full 12 ounce cup full of mechatas. I dunk, I drop the egg in. What's going to happen when the egg goes in? Mechatas is going to come out. And then I look at that mechatas and I say, oh, that's how much the egg must be. However much water was displaced by the egg, that's how much the egg is. So then I'm actually using the mechatas physically mamish for the weight. That's where it's going to mess it up. Says the Gemara Begufan, when using it itself, you're doing an action with it. You should be obligated. Why are we saying that you're going to be putter? What's the svara? What's the logic? If you're mamish using it itself. Says the Gemara, rather, 
both are talking about when it's connected One's talking about where he had hesachadas, which means he wasn't careful to protect it. Other cases talking about where he didn't have hesachadas, which means he did protect the water to um, to make sure that uh, that uh, he, he kept his eye on it. And therefore, it's not considered like a, a ma'isa malacha was done with it. Okay, period. Two dots. Here we go. Six lines from the top. Again, we're going through various situations where uh, we're trying to prove whether hezek she'inei nikr, shmei hezek or not. challenging question. If somebody steals money, and guess what happens? The currency stops using that specific coin. So I stole $20 in single bills, in single dollar bills, and then those single dollar bills become obsolete. They, don't, they completely lose their value. Or truma v'nitmes, you steal truma and it became tummy, so it loses its value. Chametz alav pesach, you stole chametz alav pesach. Oimer loy, so nobody could gain from it. There's no gain. Oimer loy, haresha chalav anacha. The ganav could say, give it back, and he say, I'm giving you back your thing. I doesn't have value now. Still, here's the same paper. I'm giving it back to you. Yama hezik shein nikr shmei hezik. You say hezik shein nikr. It's not recognizable damage. You're giving back the actual thing. If you could tell me shmei hezik, I got some. Who's guys a thief? Mamayna malia boyish lo meyeshet to pay back in full. Why are you allowing him off the hook? Says the Gemara to Yovta. It's got to be hezik shein nikr lav shmei hezik. It's got to be that it's not considered. Uh, it's not considered damage, and that's why you're allowed to say This is right. Uh, this is right in front of you. Okay. So we poskined from the Bryces now that we have a raya hezik she'en hinikar lav shmei hezik Let's say this machlekes that we quoted is also a v'chizkin or v'yichan and is already a machlekes tanoi. Hametamei v'amadavar menasich. A person who messes up food by being metameit, mixing in truma, using making yain nesach, using it for nesach. And therefore, we'll have a machlek about what do you do when something's done b'shaykig. Says Gvor, no, that's not the machlek. Some of Nachman Yitzchak, the Kuli Alma, maybe everybody agrees hezek shedin nikr loishme hezek. It's not considered damage, like we said. But so what, what's their machlekes between Tanam? Maybe their machlekes is whether we're going to knas a shaygig because of the chiyuv of mezid. Why would I do that? Once I'm a chiyuv by mezid, why would I knas a shaygig? The marsavar knas a shaygig got to mezid. We do knas a mistaken act because of the forbidden act. Okay, now why would I do that? So people don't do something on purpose and try to make it look like a mistake. Marsavar the opinion is like knas a shaygig got to mezid. We're not concerned about that. And this would end up being a contradiction in the two opinions of Rameyer. And it also come out a contradiction Rabbi Yehuda. Why? The title went to the price. Somebody cooks on Shabbos. If you cooked B'Shaigeg unintentionally by mistake, you're allowed to eat the food that you cooked by mistake on Shabbos. If you did it on Pipus. You cannot eat that food. It is considered non-kosher food. Now, it says you can't eat it. 
Other people, once Shabbos is over, are allowed to eat it. But you cannot eat it. It's not kosher for you anymore. If you did it by mistake, you could eat it after Shabbos. He's being strict over here. Because before we said, if you do by mistake, you could even eat all Shabbos. Now he says, if you do by mistake, you could eat all Matzi Shabbos. Not only can't you eat it after Shabbos, you can never eat it. Okay. If he did it by mistake, nobody could eat it on Shabbos. Nobody could ever eat it on Shabbos. By mistake, then after Shabbos, others could eat it. You can't. On purpose, nobody could eat it. Okay? Now, Kasha Drabeir, Adrabeir. Kasha Drabehuda, Adrabehuda. Okay? And it comes out being a contradiction between Rabeir and Rabehuda. Let's explain why. According to Rabeir that we just learned, Rabeir allows Shaygig to be eaten because we don't make Akzera Shaygig Atu Mezid. Previously, we said. Rav Meir holds Kansu I will knas a shaygeg because of uh, because of a mezid and Rabbi Yehuda vice versa. So Kasher Rav Meir Rav Meir Kasher Rabbi Yehuda. After the Gemara, the Gemara answers Rav Meir Rav Meir like Kasher. No contradiction. Shita Rav Meir. You know why? Ki kanis berabbanan. What does Rav Meir say? We're going to knas by a din derabbanan. By a din derabbanan, we need to be more strict because people tend to not be so concerned. About Dine Drabana, but but Daraisa like Khanis. You don't need to create a knas by a din Daraisa because people are concerned about Dine Daraisa. There's no need to, for the Rachamim to add a knas. I have a Manasech Daraisa who, but to do to make somebody's wine, Yayin Nesech, is a din Daraisa. It's Asr Mi Daraisa, it's a Vaidazari, yeah? Idol worship, the Kakanis. And we still see you're making a knas by idol worship. So you see, we do find by biblical issues. Mishum Chubna Zavaidikhom Khanasle. So it's not, that's that, true, it's biblical, but that's because uh, the Zara in general we're going to be strict on. Okay? But in general, by the Arises, we don't need to be strict. So we're making now a chilek, differences into levels of the Arises. It says the Gemara, Dribuda, Dribuda, like Kasha, he like Kanis. Where does Rebuda say there's no Knas? But Rabon, he says by Dint Rabbanon. There's no need to make a knas. He says, you don't need to be strict by the You can be lenient by the But the Raisa Kanas, I have a Manasech, the Raisa of Laikanas. According to Rabbi Yehuda, we don't knas. Yayanasech, and, and it's biblical. People are more careful. So they're both agreeing in logic that there's a discrepancy within the biblical, uh, within the biblical halachas. They're just using it, you know, the, the first approach was we need to be more strict. On Menasech. Gotta be more strict. Mamash, the Zara. The Rebutus approaches, I can be more lenient because people are strict by themselves. So don't need to add the Knas. And says the Gemara, but we still have a contradiction, Nastira, in Rameir Ad Rameir when it comes to Dine de Raisa. The time we learned the Raisa on the table of Shabbos, somebody plants a tree on Shabbos. Bishayeg, if he did it by mistake, Yakayim, you're allowed to leave the tree in the ground. Bemezid, if he did it on purpose, Yakar, you gotta pull the tree out of the ground. Ubashvi as a person plants a tree during Shemitah, Bim Shaykh Bim Mazid, Yakar, you gotta pull out of the ground the Ramayra's opinion of Rabbi Meir. So according to the mayor being more strict in the laws of Shemitah than we are by Shabbos. Rabbi Rabbida says, Bishvi as if you plant during Shemitah, Bishagikaim. If you did it by mistake, you can keep it. Bim Mazid, if you did it on purpose, Yakar, you gotta take it out. Shabbos on Shabbos, Bim Shaykh Bim Mazid, Yakar. He's more strict. So what do you see from over here? That Rav Meir has a din raisa, and 
He's going to say, pull it out of the ground. He's going to be class you. Uh, you don't need to class by the rice, it's according to the mayor. Says, what, one second, even according to your question, when you ask the whole thing is a contradiction. How so? Let's see. When it comes to planting a tree on Shabbos. So then the rice. When it comes to planting a tree on Shemitah. The rice. Maisha Shabbos, Maisha Shabbos. Why does a mayor make a chilek? Why does it make a difference in whether I plant on Shabbos or during Shemitah? Either way, it's a biblical transgression. Ella, rather, I'll tell you the difference. There's a reason that we brought. There's a reason. There's a reason why in why by Shabbos we're not going to kenas, but by Shemitah we're going to kenas. I'll tell you why. Omer of Meir. Why do I hold by Shabbos? I could be lenient to leave the tree by mistake, but on purpose you got to take it out. But yeah, during Shemitah I say I'm strict. You always got to pull it out. Because if you want to know how old the tree is, people are always counting back to the Shemitah year. It's important to know the age of a tree when it's starting to be mutter, when uh, when I uh, the fourth year that they're avoy, all right. So um, we don't want people to start to think that you're allowed to plant trees during Shemitah, and if they include the Shemitah year as one of the things. It's going to lead to a much bigger issue in Klal Yisrael. Top of tomorrow's daf. But people don't calculate anything to do with trees back to a specific week, back to a specific Shabbos. Therefore, you got to uproot. I'm, I'm strict on Shemitah. You got to uproot a tree. But by Shabbos, you don't need to uproot a tree. Another approach, another mahalach is next to Yisrael al is Some people can't handle the laws of Shemitah. They're suspected. Next to Shabbos, they're not careful about, but they're more careful about Shabbos. And therefore, since people aren't so careful about Shemitah, we got to be strict and say that no matter what, even by mistake, you got to pull it out of the ground, we can't have games. What's this additional reason? means to say as follows, if you're going to say Shabbos Nami, maybe you'll find out, maybe even people count the Shabbos, because we know that what's considered a year of growth, if it has 30 days of growth in the year. So sometimes the 30th day of a year, at the end of the year, it's going to come out on a Shabbos. If you plant it on Shabbos, so we're going to count that as a full year. You're going to, and you're going to notice on the calendar, it's a Shabbos. If it was a Shabbos, then it's going to count for a year. If you planted it right after Shabbos, it's not going to count for a year. So over here you see as well that uh, even Shabbos runs into difficulty with, uh, with uh, people making mistakes. So We're not concerned... People don't have that concern about Shabbosas. People might say, you know, hey, eh, 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 even if it's, you know, uh, Shemitah, it's going to mess things up. But when it comes to Shabbos, it's not needed to mamish uh, uproot those trees. Okay, we'll hold it here for today. Best of tomorrow, we will pick up with the contradiction in Shitas Rabbi Yehuda. Best of will uh, wrap up from there. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. We'll see everybody tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m. Get the Nacht and get the Vach.